If you've been listening in, we've talked about the four-day work week, toxicity, and hybrid work. What's the one thing they all have in common? That's right, it's productivity. However, the traditional definition of productivity has dramatically changed. That's because as people, we don't produce equal outputs that look the same. Every employee has a different role, priority, and goals. While productivity may be difficult to measure, it's not impossible. Stay tuned as we get into how you can measure productivity at a personal, team, and company level, and how you can extract this secret ingredient from your workplace. I'm Ali Khan, and welcome to the Shape Your Work podcast along with my co-host, Simone Fenton-Jarvis. So, Simone, what does productivity mean to you? Hi everybody. Um, so yeah, I guess there's there's me as an individual. Me as an individual, I'd be saying how much stuff have I ticked off my to do list today. Um, but when I put my kind of work head on, um, I'm saying you know it's about the human centric factors that come into play. So you're looking at health, happiness, engagement, experiences, the physical workspaces, um, relationships, and then the the workload. Simone, that's great. I mean, that's a really interesting perspective. So clearly productivity is much more than just doing work for a set time and I feel a lot of people struggle with that concept making the shift from time to output isn't really as easy as we think right yeah definitely not easy and uh, I guess the whole world feels like they're struggling with understanding what productivity actually means at the moment and it definitely needs kind of demystifying and understanding um, and I guess it's because the factors that, you know, I outlined there are really difficult to measure. Um, you know, the marketplace is full of companies that are offering tools with surveys, tracking, pulsing, you know, like stars. Um, and they're not holistic. And I mean, you know, some measure health and well-being. Others measure IT systems. Other measure experience and engagement. Um, it's all very disparate and disconnected. And that's before we even take into consideration the fact that some of the things that say they measure things don't even measure them anyway when you actually look under the bonnet of the the, the machine. So it's like, you know, it's no wonder that we've got into this situation. Um, and even if they are all great and scientifically backed, um, you know, when we try and bring all that information together and analyse what's what, there's no wonder that it's really difficult and confusing because... When you look at, you know, what what is it that the data is actually telling us? Um, we spend so much energy measuring, 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 but actually, you know, only to find that it's the wrong things we're looking at and the wrong methodology. And sometimes when we don't like to the answer that the data shows us, our personal kind of um, bias then comes into it and we then start ignoring the data and what the data is saying as well. So, you know, Shape, you know, I've spent a long time figuring all of this out. Um, and I know you've spent a number of years studying productivity. Um, so I'm going to get right to the heart of it. And, you know, if companies really want to measure productivity, what should they do? Man, I'm glad you asked that because I actually did prepare for this podcast <laughs> for a change. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to break it down to three areas, right? So as always, uh, for our audience, ask yourself, if the solutions that you're already using at work have these kind of attributes. Firstly, it's the science. Now, this always has to be the start point for me. And we can break this down into uh, three other areas. First of all, it's the factors. So literally, 
what is it that we need to measure that is backed by the best literature, the latest science, and has got the strongest predictive power? Secondly, it's the models. So which, so which scientific rather models are we um, are going to use? Now look, novel models are perfectly fine and they're good. They help us advance the science base, but they do need to complement established uh, existing ones that we know of and build upon them. And that's because they've been there for a long time. They're widely adopted. They give us confidence. And uh, statistics. So does each factor that's being measured have the support of well-published peer-reviewed studies? So it's a little bit of the linkage back to the science, but you know, have these measurement methods been constructed based on the very best meta-analyses out there? So just to recap, that's the first bit, that's science, which we break down into factors, models, and statistics. Secondly, I'd say it's centralization. So doing lots of the right thing is very, very good. But unless you bring it all together, you just will not extract that power. So, for example, is health being impacted by a bad culture? Or just how much is somebody's poor job fit impacting engagement? So these are the kind of correlations that are only possible from consolidating the data. And only then can you get to uh, precision interventions. And the last point I would say simplicity. So none of this is remotely helpful if it's not simple or interesting for the employee. So for example, is it possible to collect all this employee listening data in a very simple manner? Is it all placed in one single platform that any employee can access any time? And is everything personal and confidential giving employees the confidence they're genuinely being supported and not spied on? Oh, my, my cogs are going round in my brain. And you know what? I'm going to go off script, which is naughty. But, you know, we, we have a, normally we have a rule, don't we, that we don't really, we're not here to necessarily talk about ourselves. Um, but you know what? I want I want to talk about shape and I want to talk about shape a little bit more because you, you don't you don't build it up as much as you should do. And um, as an independent and coming into this conversation, I think the world needs to know a lot more about shape. So I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions on uh, on shape here, and I guess let let's start with you know how did shape get started, and can you can you just tell everybody about the productivity measurement that you actually created? You, you, hey Simone, you're getting me back for preparing, aren't you? You've taken me completely yeah. off script. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> um, well, right, okay. So, well, look, shape stands for the system for health attendance, productivity, and engagement but it actually really evolved from an idea called HAPS. So my partner and CEO of the company, Dr. John Lang, who's based in Sydney, Australia, um, he's a health risk analysis guru and uh, really been working a lot of his life on ROI modeling in this space. He's authored books, he's got white papers to his name. So if anybody wants to fall asleep, I can send you some of those as well. Now, when, um, when uh, you know, back in the day he started uh, and, you know, became the largest executive health uh, um, provider in Australia, he'd been building lots of, uh, you know, these risk analysis algorithms. And actually, as a side note, they're used by major, major health insurers. You probably, as an audience, even uh, measured your health using John's uh, algorithms without knowing it. And about 15 years ago, he'd pioneered this new survey that he wanted to look at the factors beyond health. 
And that's simply because it's more than just health that determines employee performance. Um, I guess, you know, when you look at the real objective at the end of the day for employers, it really is about our uh, productivity, isn't it, as employees? So, so anyway, John had uh, created this um, this this survey. It was called HAPS, uh, the Health Absence and Productivity Survey. So John had figured out things like, you know, how temperature impacted performance, how managers were affecting morale, and a lot of these are the productivity influencing factors that took us well beyond the realm of pure health. And so whilst it was just in survey monkey prototype format, uh, John did manage to get really, really good corporate client data and got some amazing insights. Anyway, that all got mothballed, nothing ever happened. And we fast forward to 2018, so about four or five years ago. And we came up this uh, really simple thesis between the two of us that the health of the employee is on aggregate the health of the company. So we created this kind of academic study structure and set on a two-year journey to figure out using all the scientific literature, uh, all the things that I just talked about earlier, and inspired by the HAPS kind of creation methodology, we really pioneered shape. So we identified the very best scientific models, we worked out the topmost factors, and through this mammoth kind of process of elimination, we pretty much created the way that the world should be measuring employee performance and productivity. So we've now listed and categorized those factors, we've packaged them all up into um, a, a platform, and, and, and really, it's the combination of all the science, the, um, the, the, the user friendliness, it's the, uh, it's the factors, it's the models, it's all those things we talked about before um, that's winning some sort of attention now. Uh, sorry for a really yeah. long answer to a quick fire question. No, it's all right. It's it's good, and um, you know, I think hopefully that'll give a bit of an insight as to why I keep kind of banging this drum of like check shape out. It's so exciting. Go go look at it, and it's because it is truly awesome. So if we go back to like the three areas you mentioned, so it was science, centralization, simplicity. Do you have a unique methodology that sits around them kind of three areas? Truth is, not really. <laughs> 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 you know, you know this, this is really interesting. Um, you know, science is about leveraging what's already established uh, and has already been, um, you know, out there as being the very best of the best. So it's interesting when, when lots of companies start their journeys, they forget that, um, you know, getting to the best scientific knowledge is the first investment step. If you understand that, you will get to the rest of it. So, so that's why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being tongue in cheek. You know, it's not really in the sense that we've not recreated the science. You know, the novelty comes in in how we put things together. So, so you know, for example, we use you know, really well-established data, mathematical and clinical sciences uh, approaches to develop this, you know, what I think is in shape a, a productivity index. And it cleverly leverages evidence-based and peer-reviewed literature. And, and we settled on just over 150 data points per employee. And that's collected by way of a survey that really asks those most potent questions that are proven to be the very best for every single topic that we cover. And look, you can do it in less questions, and people do ask us that. But then you're really losing that opportunity to provide that precision guidance uh, let me give an example here, perhaps, to make it a bit clearer, that, you know, most survey solutions sacrifice asking that finer set of questions. So whilst they can tell you a direction to take, 
I can't necessarily tell you it's specifically this combination of, you know, for example, manager conflict and role variety and personal proficiency that needs addressing. So whilst the methodology isn't necessarily unique in itself, what, what shape delivers is. Yeah, and no, absolutely, because I guess, you know, most of the, the kind of systems and surveys that exist there, they leave you with this like, so what? Whereas the bit that I absolutely love about Shape is you get to the absolute crux of what is going on. Um, and for me, that is the, the crucial bit. Like the more that we have to look at data and interpret what's going on, the, the more you might as well not use the system in the first place. Um, you know, it's when people get to the point of saying, can I download this data and can I have it in the CSV file because I want to start doing my own pivots? And you think, whoa, hang on a minute. No, because that means that the system's not working for you in the first place. Um, so on on the science bit, um, you know, what there's so many models out there. What specific scientific models have you used? Oh, wow. This is... Uh, um... This is a big question. So, um, I mean, I've got my favourites. Like, you know, if you take James Prochaska's uh, trans-theoretical model of behaviour change, you know, this is great in terms of it guides on the practical steps that we take um, uh, as individuals and, and we should take as businesses as well. We, we also use um, InShape, another really good one, which is interesting because a lot of organisations, when it comes to mental health, claim that they've, uh, they've, they're measuring well-being and mental health, except they're using, uh, quite frankly, the wrong models that are trained on uh, clinical populations. We, we use DAS, so the Depression, Anxiety, Stress Skills, and uh, it, it's fantastic uh, in terms of its coverage around the world, millions of data points, so we're leveraging all that strength. Now, we have created novel models, I should add, really, uh, as well. So we've created a model called the, um, uh, uh, called the DAP model. So this is the desire and ability to attend and perform at work. And this really is a model underpins um, all of shape uh, and really allows us to create what we you know, know as that powerful intervention methodology. Uh, I, I won't go too much into in, into that when you're, you're very welcome to come to the website. You can read more, more about that kind of stuff there. We, we've also got another interesting one, I think, which is really good for you know, the, the hybrid world and um, uh, the, the work from home. So we call, it the, we call this the autonomy in isolation model or AIM. So it turns out the two most important factors that drive performance when working from anywhere, uh, and especially at home, um, is, is how well we work independently. So that's the autonomy bit, and how good we are when working in isolation. So taking these two and correlating them gives us this really powerful mapping of whether employees are struggling, disconnected, distracted, or balanced. So yes, yeah, Simone, I guess the scientific models really matter hugely to us and uh, uh, you know, they allow us to really make sense of the data. They allow us to um, align with delivering outputs that are best in class, you know, accurate, that drive confident decision making. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. No wonder you, you've spent kind of five years doing R&D on this. Um, it's, it's fairly epic. Um, so I guess my little uh, vested interest here is, do you cover the human-centric factors that I outlined at the, the, kind of the beginning when we started speaking? Oh, Simone, good question. Um, you know, I was thinking back to, I think, the points you were making. I think you were, you know, talking about things like um, 
workload, I remember, and uh, physical workspaces, which is, I know, your core background and health and happiness as well. Yeah, look, the answer is, uh, yeah, absolutely, we do, uh, and, and much more. In fact, um, we, we chose to categorize those 150 factors into 12 sub-indices that we call explorers, because that's what employees do. They explore themselves with every question that's being asked, and we call it a kinesthetic learning process as they go through each one they learn more about themselves. And in addition to those factors that you outlined, we also look at you know, things like corporate culture, management style, workload, training, burnout. And, and so this is you know, what I would say to the audience that you, you need to be measuring these kind of, kind of things. Um, uh, and again, if anybody wants a long list, you're very welcome to get in touch. I'll just give it to you. Uh, but it's the, it's the power of combining these factors that's really where the power of, you know, bringing it all together is really, really impressive. And that's really also the heart. So it's getting, knowing what to ask, getting that data, and then doing the right thing to it. So that combination is the powerful potency that you need. Yeah, yeah. So like, let, let's go on to the measurement itself then. In them three areas, you talked about simplicity which is the ironic bit, isn't it, that people think this is simple and then actually they get it simply wrong. Um, so how how should we be thinking about productivity? Um, I guess as a number or perhaps as a high, medium, low measure, you know, we there's been a lot of talk about productivity um, since the whole kind of pandemic situation. So how should we be measuring productivity? Yeah, look, how we express productivity is, is critical. It's, it's already very difficult for people to get their heads around. You know, the, um, the financial and the operational people like their ROI measures, and, and that's important that we've got that. But uh, more importantly for the, for the layperson, something so intangible, how do you make it tangible? So I think there are a couple of rules to the game here. And, and maybe I put them down to three areas again to keep it simple. So first of all, let's make a really simple headline and yeah look it can be high medium or low scores but um, for precision we actually align with percentile or, or points based structure because that really allows you to get to precision so one point makes the difference between being in the amber or the red zone the second thing I'd say is from a you know uh, expressing productivity is the story that you're telling so does the number that you're providing link to a clear uh, and articulate story that you can tell? And how you package that headline is going to become important in that context as well. So for example, at Shape, we categorize the master headline into 12 key explorer topics like health, engagement, commitment, culture, work environments, and more. And then that breaks down to a third tier uh, of even more detail. And that's the last bit, I would say, you know, the third bit is the breakdown. So you need to allow employees to go from the um, the headline, that high level, and to dig deeper to get to the lowest level scores. So, for example, engagement in, in our surveys made up of relationships with peers and managers, commitment uh, of your co-workers, skills development, role importance, uh, and a number of other factors. So imagine knowing the scores at this level of detail that doesn't just allow precision insights, but precision actions as well. Yeah, well, um, I don't know why, like the vision of like an iceberg is coming to my mind and it's all that kind of, you know, the 70% is below the kind of surface um, element and, you know, there's a simple headline on the top 
the story that's being told, but actually it needs breaking down and digging deeper, deeper, deeper to get to truly the stories that is the, the stuff that's happening in the organisation ultimately. And I guess that's been kind of missed a lot of the times because the right question's not being asked. Um, it's staying very surface level kind of measurement and surface level data stories. Um, and yeah, it's leaving all these so what questions. So, you know, I guess, the, you know, the, for me, this has been massively enlightening and hopefully the listeners have kind of felt the same as well. I would definitely love to talk more, but we did make a commitment to to keep these quite short to allow people to to go for a walk at the same time. Um, so let's just kind of do a bit of a conclusion and a recap. So the modern measure of productivity is, is here. That's clear um, to me. Um, it's about measuring the intangible factors and making them tangible through a score, um, consolidating them, bringing them together for correlational analysis. Um, it's about simplicity, um, which perhaps something like a headline number that you can break down, understand what makes that headline what it is. And it's about everybody, not just the employees. So we need to think about the managers, the executives and the employees. How is everybody interpreting this data, how they're receiving this data? Um, so hopefully we've expanded your minds to think about the productivity from a different perspective. Um, thanks for listening. Join us on Shape Your Work LinkedIn community. Um, strike up a conversation with us um, and follow us both on our socials to learn more about what we do. Uh, remember, productivity is a need of the hour. Many businesses are trying to figure out how to get it. Spread the word. Let's make productivity understandable and reachable for everybody. Till next time. Thank you very much.